Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community, and communities create social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Weaving Ho, and we had a great time talking about his new film, Terrorizers. It was at the Toronto International Film Festival. Look for it everywhere, uh, hopefully coming soon to a digital theatre near you during these kind of challenging times we live in. Uh, finding film in some respects has become easier, and on some levels, I suppose, with independent film, it's become a little more of a challenge. But do keep your eye out for the film and and, and look into Weeding Ho's other work as well. Uh, this is a, a movie about how just how possibly life has more interesting stories to tell than than movies do, if that makes any sense at all. Weeding and I had a great uh, time talking about uh, audacity in filmmaking and audacity in, in storytelling. And is that a good thing? We talked about the difference between, you know, art house and, 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 and commercial and independent film, sort of that cut and paste style of filmmaking. We, we, we talked about linear versus nonlinear and what it means to challenge the status quo. And, and why is it that when it comes to news, we often don't dig deeper. So, you know, how, how do we scratch uh, a, a, a little deeper and go beyond, you know, that, that, that surface text, the headline, as it were, um, this sense of fragmentation and different perspectives and and how we're all products of our environment, choice and responsibility. I mean, you go, modern existentialism makes its way into this interview, I'll tell you that for sure. And, um, you know, it's it's really, uh, we, we, we covered a lot of ground. And and one of the things that, 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 that I loved about this film is is that you know it's it, it really ultimately is about community and those people that we surround ourselves with and again it's a thread for me this year i think frankly it's a thread and thread in, in most film that i watch but this idea that we're all looking to be loved we're all looking for our our way back uh home and so um Listen in, buckle up. Can't wait for you to hear the interview. Can't wait for you to see the see the film and and find out why is it that Weeding thinks that a good comedy is actually 
pretty dark. Uh, so hopefully that's grabbed your attention and you're uh, uh, anxiously awaiting and maybe even already fast forwarding uh, through the introduction to get to the interview. And don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and my public speaking. You can find all of my podcasts there as well, face-to-facelive.ca. It uh, drives to the same website now. You can purchase a copy of my award-winning book, Real Change is Incremental. I would love that. Uh, sign up for our newsletter. It's important to us. We only send out about four of those a year, but more importantly, wherever you listen to podcasts, sign up. Uh, um, uh, Spotify, iTunes, if you're on YouTube, subscribe and uh, give us a like, a uh, thumbs up on YouTube. But if you can, leave us a review. We would so appreciate it. It's super important uh, to us here at Face to Face and helps us to move this forward. And then share it with family and friends, socially mediate us in whatever way that you can. That's all at davidpecklive.com or face2facelive.ca. Either will get you there and close to 600 interviews. So check it out. But uh, in the meantime, though, don't uh, touch the dial uh, because we've got a wonderful, fun, uh, and, and interesting interview with Weeding Ho talking about his new film, Terrorizers. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are joined by a very special guest with us here today from uh, another part of the world, and maybe he's going to talk about that. But we've got Weeding Ho here to talk about his new film, Terrorizers, which was just playing at the Toronto International Film Festival. Weeding, thank you for joining us today on Face to Face. Thank you for inviting me, David. So you're you're back home, uh, would uh, or sorry, you're back home. Talk to me a little bit about this crazy COVID experience, uh, film festival like experience, and uh, I don't know. Talk talk a little bit about what that's like as an artist and a creator. Well, this is a big question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm I'm talking from Taipei, Taiwan. This is where I'm based as a filmmaker. Uh, I've been here for 20 years now. Um, my wife and daughter are all Taiwanese. And uh, I was born in Malaysia. And I left Malaysia when I was 18. So my first stop was in actually Toronto. So Toronto Film Festival was uh, my big international film festival when I was very young. So um, then I, I uh, went to Los Angeles and I graduated from New York Tisch. And then I relocated to Taipei, started my career, and uh, this is the whole, whole thing about who I am. And um, I'm also kind of based in Bangkok right now. So uh, before COVID, you know, everyone thinks you can travel easily. You just hop on the plane and just go. <laughs> you can do things in two places. You know, you get a bit greedy about this. And the, the, the COVID comes and uh, everything just fall apart so um i actually went through uh two or three quarantines this year so it's pretty tough um lot, even a though time, a lot of time on your own yeah a lot of time uh, it's a good thing it's you can always because back then i always you know tell my wife i need some place i need an office i need a studio i gotta be alone I got to, you know, write my script quietly. You know, sure. I cannot be in my apartment, you know, and then suddenly you have like a couple of quarantines, 14 sure. days each. In fact, I did actually wrote uh, one or two scripts um, wow. that I might direct in the future. Um, so, quar so, quar so quarantine actually uh, blended well with your creative side. 
For a filmmaker, yeah. I mean, you know, because uh, you tend to get really busy. As a filmmaker, yes. you do prep, you shoot, you edit. Sure, sure. After you edit, you have to go to promotion, you know, distribution, all that kind of thing. And then by the time you finish everything, your energy is drained out. I, and then I, you're going to have to uh, find some inspiration. It's going to take forever. I, so I this is you know, uh, you, Wei Ding, I've been you know? I've been interviewing filmmakers for a long time from yeah. various festivals, and I got to tell you, I got so much uh, uh, respect and admiration for the work that you all do, the 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 the, the nuance and the subtleties and all the details. You yeah. know how you bring all of this together and 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 yeah. and create something like Terrorizers. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and by the way, congratulations! I I, I love the film. Thank you. It's it's beautiful. It's poetic. It's it's subtle. It's masterfully crafted. It really is. I've heard you referred to as an audacious filmmaker before. Can can you can you unpack that a little bit in your own mind? Would you call yourself audacious? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, uh, when you was younger, you look at all the good films made in. 70s you know uh new wave and those people are were audacious you know so when i was young i thought being audacious was a good thing uh, <laughs> right. but now it's like especially the world now uh, they tend to be very conservative i think even hmm. you don't see independent films anymore you don't see art artsy art film anymore every all the art film is well packaged you know fully funded talent star you know, enough to bring people on the red carpet. You have all the all the things to make it as an art film, you know, a polished, beautiful art film, you know. So, I mean, like when you go to see art film in Cannes Film Festival, they always have a certain kind of package with them. Sales agent, distributor, you know, all that kind of machine. So, um, so you know, when you have so many people involved, it's very, it's harder to be audacious because... That people, you know, there's so, there's a so lot are you saying are you saying that the that the industry is sort of set up to push back against that type of filmmaking a little bit just because it's I don't know, maybe generic or it's cookie. I mean, even recently I've heard some more criticism around Marvel films, right? Oh, CGI. Yeah, yeah. Martin Scorsese, oh, yeah. CGI is ruining the world, right? It's 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 yeah. a different kind of storytelling. It's not cinema, and, I believe. Yeah, and the cut and paste, you know. So cut and paste. That's what people are saying. But look, it's it could be me, it could be I'm older, it could be uh, because uh, I mean I try to be different. Like every time when I make a film, um, I wouldn't call myself audacious. Uh, maybe people will call me audacious, but the thing is, I'm just trying to make a film that um, make people to wake up, mm. make people to think about it, ask questions instead of give them a comfortable answer. Um, I got a lot of hit from this film also playing with the structure. Yes. People going in thinking they're going to watch a, I mean, people are conditioned to watch a linear film now. Right. You of know, course. so every time you play out of order, people get anxious. Uh, people are like, why do you play like this? I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of people, I think when we were doing editing, a lot of um, seasoned producer, like producer friends, they look at me, they're like, why don't you just do linear? What do you have to do out of linear? I'm like, uh, well, life is short. I mean, can I do something to challenge audience? You know, I know I'm running a risk of 
alienating some audience. You know, I mean, look, like my film is kind of divided. So you love it. But some people just basically just like, oh, this is not good. So this is the heat I have to take. But I, I, when you say you love my film, I'm happy because you read into it. You know, why am I doing this? There's a reason for it. Um, you know, I mean, I can only make friends with people who know my film. You know, it's I cannot make everyone happy. So, you know, that's, so um, that's great. Yeah. Uh, no, that's really interesting. I, I there's so many things to ask you about, and obviously we need to talk about terrorizers as well. And and I'd love to hear about you know what's next for you, film festival wise. But um, linear versus non-linear, you know. And I've I've studied a lot of philosophy over the years, and I would say I go I bend more towards non-linear. But I sometimes wonder if the human mind, the construct, you know, is more linear, or have we just been trained? you know, to read stories that way, to listen to stories that way, to watch television that way. And I, I'd love to hear a little bit more from you about that, because that's part of what I loved about your film. I had to work a, a little hard to, 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 to step in, if, if you know what I mean. Like, right. and, and isn't that what life is really all about? And that's, that's the thing, you know, I would almost there's a there's a postmodern edge or something to 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 yeah. the structure, which I guess lends itself to nonlinear. But mm -hmm. can you unpack that a little bit for us, uh, for my listeners? Um, you, why are you bent? Why do you bend towards that reading? When you look at the headline, it's already happened. Right. Something right. bad happened. Right. That's that's the climax, and then you see the headline. If this is a sensational news, it's going to go on for two weeks. Right. Okay. Right. The, yep. The second day, maybe some, 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 uh, like reporter, police find out some more clue, and then you start to realize that oh, okay, there's something going on, rather than just on the surface, you know, and then see as the day progress, you dig deeper and deeper, you actually go back past more. Right when you read the news, it's very fragmented. I mean, it's not linear. I mean, I mean, there's no one. Re uh, you know, like when you read the news, you talk about something happens. No one's gonna tell you. Oh, you know what? The killer was born in when when when. This is how he got started. Da da da. This is. Not I mean, it's like it, you just jump right in. So you got the you know you got the gist, and then you start trying to figure out. That's the news. And then um, when I was younger, I read a lot of. Uh, fiction from South America, from Europe. I mean, you know, even uh, there's some, even Paul Oster, like one of my favorite writers, based in Brooklyn, New York. I mean, sometimes when they write story, they write in the way they're using different perspective. Every chapter right. is different. You know, time is jump, jump around a little bit. Um, even I think Children books has had had that kind of setting, you know. So it's a why 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 people are so mad about a film that is out of linear. I mean, you when you I mean you must have read some books before. You love reading news, you know. It's like um, so. I guess I thought people are better um, prepare for that. And um, in fact, I did my last film, The like City of Last Things. I did a reversal chronology, and I had, I you know, I had fun with that. 
you know, be, people are trying to figure out as I go back. Which, uh, which, by the way, for the listeners you, uh, that, that may not know, you won the 2018 Platform Prize, I believe, for, for that film at TIFF. Yes, for that, yes, yes. And uh, I realized that I really want to play with the audience expectations. And then um, it's very challenging. It's yeah. very risky, but, you know, you get, a, you get the best out of it, yeah. You know, it's really interesting to me that I, I sometimes have wondered and I don't know that this is all that, um, um, you know, fanciful is the word that comes to mind, observation. But if we as um, you as storytellers had presented story to, stories to us in a different way, would we be as a, as a human race in a different place? In other words, if we didn't have these beginning, middle, end kind of Joseph Campbell-like stories in front of us all the time that we consume, would we be better perform, uh, prepared for, you know, loneliness and, <laughs> and, and uh, the, 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 the voyeurism that we come across in, in our daily life, the violence, et cetera, right? Like, I just, right. I, wonder, I wonder if we could flip that on its head, where right. might we be? Right. I mean, you know, the good thing about story with beginning, middle, and it's, 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 so that you can escape into it. Right. You know, you cannot be too close to life because otherwise, why read life when you experience life? Right. But yeah, but the thing is, at some point when you want to talk about life uh, in filmmaking, sometimes you just have to really, you know, really go for that, the directions. So that, I mean, like even f film is hardly life because you edit, you, you do setup. You know, everything you just have to uh, imitate life you know and with marble you can say look this is fantasy this is different world mm, i'm mm. going to create a world for you to jump in which is fine you know like sometimes i watch marble films too when i want to escape from my sure sure life but when it's time you know but you cannot escape forever sometimes you just have to uh, look at yourself look at your life critically and then film like this, hopefully people will come and watch and then, you know, kind of get a, get a wake up call and, and, and think about it. Because uh, uh, I've, I've heard a couple of people who have told me they still think about this film after two days, mm. after one or two days. I mean, this is good. I mean, because I must, must have show you something that hit you so that you, you can keep thinking. Well, you know. it, 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 it stays with you. And I think, I, I actually think that uh, most people who would see, see a film like yours, it will stay with them, whether they know it or not, if that makes any right. sense. They can't, yeah. in a sense, they can't go back. They may, right. they may choose to not go back, but on some sort of, uh, I don't know, emotional, spiritual, physiological level, they can't, right? They've now experienced right. this story through, through right. kind of your, your eyes, if that makes sense. You know, it's really interesting. Um, the French existentialists would say we escape with Marvel and these types of movies and structured narrative because we don't want to be free. <laughs> right. We, right. Yeah. Right. And that, yeah. and I got that sense from terrorizers um, without, I don't know, uh, without giving away too much of the film um, terrorizers are, are we kind of, would you sort of put all of us in that category? Uh, does that make sense? We, we're all yes. sort of terrorizing in our own 
yeah. way, Weeding. Is that does that make sense? Yes. And maybe you can uh, tell us a little bit about the film as well. Right. There's a I mean, there's a plural. There's more than one terrorizers because it's terrorizers. And then um it's not just about that guy who did some right. public socializing killing thing. Uh it's 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 about, I mean, uh he's the man, uh, he's a product of society of environment. You know, it could have been well, I mean, it's easy to say, oh, video game make you this. No, no, no. It's 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 internet make you this. Or it's loneliness make you this. Right. It's the abandoned parents make you this. It's the one kid, you know, it's like you you don't have sibling now. You have, you know, like all the family have one 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 child, you know. It could be the spoiled mother, the father. Um, you know, it could be like like the school could be loneliness to be friends could be the um asian sex education that's a lot of things to you know i mean it could be anything um and um also the people who are around you who somehow encourage you somehow provoke you you know somehow say something that might i mean it's like people you bump on the street they might have say something that you remember you know like you talk about like my film just now people watch it they somehow they, they there's something in them you know in their mind so it's, it's, um, an ex- it's an experience yeah yeah so i i cannot just blame him you know i uh i maybe i should i cannot just blame video game because the game is gonna <laughs> the game is gonna kill me so it's like you know, it's and then uh, you cannot just blame internet. But the thing is, people are spend a lot of time in virtual world now. I mean, you know, I mean, this uh, TikTok is taking over YouTube now. Apparently, people spend eight hours on TikTok. Um, last week, my 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 uh, my iPhone told me you spend like seven hours on a cell phone. I'm like, oh my god! It's like, <laughs> why am I? Because I was in quarantine, of course. But the thing is, it's a why am I spending seven hours on yes. a cell phone instead of looking out, you know, read a book or maybe the world is not that interesting anymore. You know, uh, interesting. Maybe wow. we are not yeah. living in the nature. We are living in the city with smog, with noise. I mean, how can I stay in the balcony with a cup of coffee when you keep building the houses next to me <laughs> and have to end up hiding inside the air-conditioned air, air room and looking at the computer maybe watching netflix you know it's like that's a lot of things well you know it's on. interesting we didn't you said you said yeah. maybe, maybe the world is not all that interesting anymore what, what a yeah. great line i mean it isn't yeah. and isn't that i mean now we're back to escape yeah right? now we're back to escape yeah. how do question for you uh and i'm i'm sure you've reflected on this uh as a writer and a, a filmmaker artist um how how do we get there? I mean, in a sense, I mean, what I saw, your film is a deeply relational film. This, mm-hmm. you know, even though this is a film about, about barriers and, and, and walls that we build between us and violence and anger and all these things, it's also deeply compassionate, I think. And, mm-hmm. and I wonder, how, are all of these characters, you know, you and, and Ming and so on, are they real, Monica, are they really just... Are they just looking for looking for love? I mean, 
I mean, does, yeah. I mean that, that's kind of an oversimplification, I think, in a way, but but looking to find their way back home. Looking for looking for love or looking to, you know, like looking to love or looking to be loved. You looking know, to because, be loved, yeah. But yeah, so that's good. It's, it's it's one word, it's all loneliness. Why it's loneliness? You have a you know, you're 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 crowd you're you're in a crowded city, you are in a crowded subway. Everyone look at a phone. You know, you used to look at the strangers and try to judge him. You can't, you you don't do that anymore. You know, and um, the kid, it's it's not interesting anymore because you can, you cannot have kids in play in the playground because the playground is dangerous for some parents. You don't talk to your neighbor because the neighbor it's a stranger. You know, when we were younger, when we were kids, we can play. We go out and play you know, explore everything. Now you all have to lock in. And especially in Asia, in Taiwan or in um, in Malaysia, people, they bought a house and then they have five windows and then they have heavy curtain to close the window. Right. They have the iron thing to, you know, they're worried about robbery. I mean, why do you want six windows when you just have heavy curtain block, you know, and then you turn on the light? inside the house during the day and you don't want to see the sunlight you don't want to have the fresh air you have air conditional you have light it's just like it's just everything human are doing it it's it's like they're not very kind to themselves you know yeah but it's they, like uh, we're co- we're cocooning in in our yeah. own in our own worlds and i mean it's a huge question and lots of people are talking about it but but where, where, where is the connection? You know, where, yes. where, where is the relationship? And, and again, why is it so difficult, you know, to, to break through those, you know, does it come back to our education system? Does it come back to our, uh, uh, the way we're parented, you know, the way we're raised? I mean, you know, there's, these are big, big questions. And I love yeah. that you, you ask them in a film like this, you know, uh, was a used character who, who says, everyone says they love me and then leave. And I felt yeah. I've her performance, by the way, the performances in the film are, are astounding. They really are amazing. Right. And she, right. I mean, you, you, you've been able to get these actors to communicate so much through facial expressions. Oh. Right. And for me, that's a reminder that we just need to shut up and pay more attention. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just be quiet and just be calm. You know, it's just so many talking, so many noise and so many sound and people just overlook the the tiny little expression and small things, you know. We miss the, yeah. we miss the details. Yeah, we miss the details. Yeah, yeah. Hey, like people are like, oh, there's no music. Oh, you know, I cannot watch a film because there's no music. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is what happened because now people use music to drive the audience to watch the film. You know, you know, all the YouTube clips, TikTok clips, whatever the clips they are. Have you seen a clip that without music? No. It's pr- pretty rare. Music. Yeah. So it's like we, um, we are doing pretty bad things to ourselves. We we'll get used to the noise now. We get used to the the cocoon thing. We we we'll get used to the computer. We we'll get used to the. I mean, it's like sometimes I'm very curious. Why are people so obsessed with uh, this small little screen? 
instead of looking at the sky, looking at the wider space, they just keep looking at this window. And that's that's scary, yeah. But people people don't realize that. People don't realize that. Yeah. Do you see, do you when you were writing terrorizers, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about where where a story like this comes from for you. Uh, and I can't wait to ask you about the film canisters behind you too, but maybe we can, we can, uh, we... <laughs> I just saw that. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, we're, we're going to definitely have to chat about those, but is, did, did you see terrorizers as you were writing the script? Did you feel that there was a prophetic edge to this that, you know, that, you know, along the lines of Orwell and Huxley and, 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 and Baudrillard and others, and so many filmmakers did, did that cross your mind? No, I mean, I, um, like sometimes when people watch my film and then they start telling me I look like this, you know, like, what did I do that? It's some kind right. of issue I'm trying to say. I never thought about that when I wrote the script, you know, for me, it was just a story. Sometimes it just, it's, it, it looks like a story to me. It looks like a fun story. It looks like something will keep me for two years. Um, you know, I, I did thought about Edward Young. Edward Young is a Taiwanese uh, filmmaker I really admire because he, he's only the one filmmaker who deal with urban stories. Um, and then I, I like his films. And uh, Tell Rises was, he has a film in 1986 called Tell Rises also. Um, and uh, I like the sound of the word Tell Rises. I don't like terrorists. I like terrorizers. And I thought I'd pay a little homage to him because sure. um, he's also the big, th uh, he's very good at structure the big story, couple of uh, storylines. So I did get some inspiration from him when I was writing, but I never tried to uh, copy him or trying to do a remake sure, of sure. the 1986 terrorizers. And um, yeah, I wasn't thinking much because some people ask me why. Why did your story switch for uh, romance stories into a, you know, like a thriller story? Yeah. For me, life has a lot of genres. You know, in in one day, something could be happy, something could be sad. It's 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 a lot of movies in your life in one day. So sure. why why can I switch genre? I mean, this one those things that I. I think audience is very, very conservative because they have to read the description of the movie they're going and watch and say, oh, this is comedy. Fine. You go in, you have to watch the comedy. You cannot go something else. Otherwise, they, they go freak out. So, um, they, yeah, they're in their comfort zone. So, you cannot put them out. But I like to put them out of comfort zone. I like to make them like, oh, my God, you know, what happened? Why, why did he do that? You know, so um, yeah. The phrase the phrase I've I've used before is uh, this idea of shocking shocking people out of their complacency, pu pushing yes. them outside. I I love your idea. Maybe we should all try this for like a couple of weeks or a month. We should all watch movies that we know nothing about. It's very hard now. It's incredibly hard, right? It's harder with, and harder now. Yeah, yeah. with festivals and reviews and 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 the way they're presented even on streaming platforms and and but i think yep. i love that idea as an experiment to say yeah, i know i'm yeah. you know right and because this is really in a way how our lives are lived and yeah. and uh and again I, I i come back to your film and i i actually think it's a very prophetic and existential 
uh, piece. I really do. You know, the, the questions you raise and, and I've, and I've always been for many, many years fascinated by how authors and, and artists, that intentionality that comes out in the work. Right. right. Do you know what, do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 There's, there's yeah. a real, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like sometimes you don't intend to do that, but it's been in your, exactly. You know, so it's, uh, it's the same thing. I keep telling people, I want to make different films. People look at me and no, 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 you're making the same films. No, I say, I'm no, no, no. I'm doing the black and white, the color, the action, the comedy. I'm doing different films. No, 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 no. It's, it's not because you're the same person. You're doing the same thing, you know, because the intention is always the same um, from, from the same person through their works. Yeah. One of your characters. And I think, I think it's, uh, is it, um, uh, Monica, to, to you, she says, uh, please, please don't judge me um, for, you, no, you're judging me based on my past. Right. To me, that's a very, uh, it, it, there's a couple characters who kind of question Monica a little bit. And there, then there are others who don't. They question her lifestyle. They question what, what happened sort of a few years ago and how she was exploited. And there's so much in that phrase. I mean, we can talk about patriarchy. We can talk about violence. We can talk about sexual violence. We can talk about, about misogyny. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot going on there. And, and, and I'm just, as we talk about this idea of intention and writing, as an editor, it's masterfully edited, your film, by the way, in my opinion. Um, how, how, how present were you with those ideas, those ethical ideas that you want, you know, you you mentioned abandonment and loneliness. I mean, your film takes on a lot of issues. And I love that about your work. Um, I'd love to hear more about that from you as a storyteller. I, I know it's a crazy, I, ridiculously big question, but. No, I mean, the answer is very simple. It just, it's just me. I write what I feel it's right. You know, I read what I feel. I mean, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, this is not commission work. This is my work. Sure. So I'm writing. I think it's the right thing. Um, I'm editing as I try to show the thing I want to show people. So it's very hard for me trying to think about, oh, this shot, I want to talk about this. That shot, I want to talk about that. Um, but because I guess even in life already, even when I'm not making films, I have already sympathized with people like that. Right. You know, I maybe I have a way to look at those people, uh, sympathize and know what they go through. And for me, these characters in my films, uh, I think they are really brave. They are so they're very, brave. They're very. Because, yeah. That, they don't know there's, a, there's, a, there's a there's a transparency. And, and an authenticity to, to the characters in your film in Terrorizers, for sure. Like the, right. these are real people struggling with serious issues. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that frankly, that we all struggle with. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's me. I mean, there's a lot of me inside all these characters. I mean, uh, I, mm. I've been struggling with my life because I'm, I have my goals so clearly in front of me. Sure, sure. Trying to, you know, I mean, I have to be brave to make film like this, I have to be brave to be a filmmaker. I guess because of this uh, bravery, obsession, you know, the sure. stubbornness, sure. stubbornness, um, that, yeah, I mean, the drive. So all my characters have some crazy drive. 
I mean, of course, you know, I don't encourage people to go that way as that young kid, you know, killing people. But that's a drive because he just want to get attention. He just want to be loved. Or maybe he just want to uh, com- make confession to some girl that he think it's a uh, appropriate confession. But he didn't realize that it was wrong. To, you know, I mean, he thought that he could just go in with the keys into someone's apartment. He thought it, it's fine. You know, right. he wasn't crossing um, the line. Yeah, it's like people take your photo and put it on the internet without telling you they think it was fine. Right. The the bound you know? the, the the lines we crossed. You know, you just reminded me of an old uh, Joel Schumacher film uh, called Flatliners. You remember Flatliners? Right. Uh, yeah. Kevin Bacon, Kiefer Sutherland. Right. Yes. And I think that yeah. the tagline in the film was some lines shouldn't be crossed. I'm pretty sure right. that was the tagline. And th- yeah. isn't isn't that kind of a, 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 a what your film is a, a little bit about as well? Um, becoming a parent. Could you have written terrorizers before you became a parent? Do you do you do you think differently as an artist now because of that? And I've got two kids. And uh, so I'm kind of empathizing a little bit here, I think. But yeah, I'd like, like to hear what your thoughts are. Um, I mean, I, I sometimes I thought when I became parents, I will start making comedy and animations and children movies. Sure. No, I'm actually, I'm actually making film like this. And my, my daughter cannot watch. Uh, my wife was like, you know, wow. Every time you make film, it has to be this. But my, <laughs> but my wife also an artist. My wife uh, is an artist. My wife is also the owner of my company, and she's also the producer. So, which is fine. She she's actually support. I mean, like every time I have a script, I show it to her. Right. You know, I mean, she she support me all the way, but of course, sometimes she will question that. Like, Do you have to be so harsh? Right. Do you have to be so you know. Uh, but I, I told her, I say, look, you know, I, uh, I think sometimes you have to just hit people. I mean, you know, to make people kind of like, like you say, you know, hit them out of the comfort zone. Yeah. Out so, of their comfort zone. Uh, yeah. Put, make put, them realize put. something. Yeah. 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 I realize something. And I think what I love about, and I'm so with you on the little things. And, and I really believe that stories like this, seeds are planted with audiences that, that I hope, <laughs> you know, will come back to haunt them in, 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 in the best sense of the word, if, if right. that makes sense, down, down yeah. the road, right? And maybe it's emotionally, and maybe it's spiritually, and maybe it's relationally. But right. I mean, these stories like this matter. To, I, I, I really, really believe that. So uh, I, I guess the next question is, when are you going to make your first kids film? I uh, look. <laughs> I'm not gonna make kids movie because very hard to when's, make. when's a comedy coming? No, uh, in fact, my first my my feature debut is called Pinoy Sunday. It's about two guys who uh, carry a red couch on the road. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Can't wait yeah. to. I know. I know that. I can That's see the poster. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it's it's kind of funny. Before the feature film, I made two short films, which is very dark, like Terrorizers. And when I make Pinoy Sunday, people are like, what are you doing? I thought you were cool with those dark style. Why are you making a comedy? Like, like the festival was so very disappointed. They're like, oh my God, you, 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 you disappoint me because you're making this comedy of manner. 
you know, and then after that, a lot of people approached me to make comedies. Seriously. I actually right, eh? did wow. some TV movies. I did some TV movies, movie for China. It's all fantasy comedies. Um, and then the last film, I decided to just make an announcement and say, look, I'm not that funny. So I'm just going to go back <laughs> to my duck side. From now on, I'm still staying with so the duck funny. side. You're so not, I'm I not love sure the statement. When, yeah, I'm staying in the duck side. Yeah. So, yeah. No, but I love, I love, realize, yeah. I love that you said, I'm not that funny and I'm going to go to my dark side. It's just, that's, that's, that's a great soundbite. I love it. But that's another thing you should know. Comedy and dark movie are actually the same. Mm. A good comedy is actually pretty dark. You know, it's just one line. It's, it's a, a thin line. So, uh, so if a guy, a filmmaker again, can make a good dark film, and also a good comedy. That's pretty hard. That's so pretty that's hard. That's the goal I'm aiming for. Yeah. And super <laughs> interesting. So you're you're trying to bring the dark and the comedic and the comedic together. What a I sadly we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wrap this up here in in, in a minute. Uh so so are you on to a theatrical release in the near future? Some sometime in Asia, Malaysia, Taiwan. What what's the plan for the film? Just to let our audiences know, my audience know what what's next for you. We are releasing the film in Taiwan in November. Fantastic. And we're trying to find some buyers for different territories, like the states, maybe some some countries in Europe or even like Japan or Hong Kong, so that. People can play my film in the regular theaters. Um, but unfortunately, sooner or later, it's going to go to streaming. Right. And you're going to have to watch my film in small screen. On a but small before screen. that, with the narrow windows we have for a couple of months, let's see if we can show the film on big theaters in great. big cities in the States, you know, in Europe no, somewhere. It's a great yeah. goal. You know, uh, Weeding, I was at a, a press conference at the Toronto Film Festival and it was a star-studded cast and Denis Villeneuve uh, was there and and uh, to, to, to talk a little bit about Dune and a few things. And he said to the audience and to the, 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 the panel, the future of cinema is on the large screen. So I, uh, I really hope he's right. And uh, I hope we do see a resurgence of it post COVID. And, and yeah, you're in my, you know, your film needs to be seen on a big screen. I, uh, I, I am, I am with you hundred percent. Hey, and the final question, when are you getting a TikTok account? I just got my IG account. I just couldn't, <laughs> I, I'm just overwhelmed with that. I, I mean, it's going to be five years, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe I rec, maybe we should recommend you don't get one. That's, uh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Although it might become, it might become subject matter for your next film. Who knows, right? It's, no, the thing is, the film got promoted in Taiwan, like people promote films now through IG, Facebook, and TikTok. Of course. Of course. Yeah. You know, so it's I, I, I have to like sometimes go and find out what's going on because people ask me to go. I'm like, okay, let's and then I might get my TikTok account sooner than you think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well listen, <laughs> I, I I'm gonna have to sign up myself. I don't have one. Maybe we'll uh, we'll cross paths there. What a pleasure talking to you today, Weeding Ho, uh, talking about his new film, Terrorizers. What a, uh, just so good to have you on face to face today. Th thanks, uh, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, David. So there you have it. A fun, fascinating interview with Weeding Ho talking about his 
compelling and compassionate uh, new film, Terrorizers. Uh, so much going on there and so much fun uh, for so many reasons, you know, philosophical and existential, but, you know, also just this idea of good comedies being uh, pretty dark is, I think, a really interesting insight coming coming out, not only out of the film, but out of the conversation as well. Don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and speaking. Check it out. You can buy a copy of my book, Real Change is Incremental, there. But more importantly, face-to-face live exists there as well. Got a whole library of podcasts. Go back and have a look, have a listen, check it out. Uh, but more importantly, please do subscribe where you listen to podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like it as well. We'd appreciate that. And also, please do leave us a review where and when you can. It does make all the difference and stay tuned so much more coming up from face to face over the next little while interviews from the toronto international film festival we got some amazing stuff coming up before uh, the end of the year for 2021 and we will see you very soon here on face to face even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.